0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Michigan, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Michigan. So nice, I got to say it twice. Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win $100 in SGPN gift card. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash survey. Driver! Start your... Welcome in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, I'm Rod Gomez, and we are moving ourselves on to a short track race. Cody, we have had a super speedway, we have had a mile, we have had a mile and a half, a mile and a half super speedway, and a road course. Now, we go to the short track portion of the schedule. Man, from a scheduling standpoint, this has been one hell of an opening to a season.
1: Yeah. Again, they killed it again, just like last season. Uh, yeah, we've got a a nice mixture of different types of tracks. Uh, I'm going to lean pretty heavily on, on Phoenix for looking at this race, just because I think that, uh, that, that it's the closest comparison for what we've seen so far, but yes, it is again, a different track than we've seen so far. So, uh, I like it. I'm ready to to dig into it, Rob.
0: I'm telling you right now, it is the Richmond Raceway for the 2023 Toyota Owners 400. 400 laps around this 7.5 mile track, or a point seven five mile track. Seven point five, a seven and a half mile track. Cody, ooh, that would be a.
1: Freaking hall, wouldn't they, it? Jeez, uh, <laughs> even Coda, that that'd give Coda a real run for its money. <laughs>
0: Coda was like most of Texas. I can only imagine right. what this would be. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. But um, exactly. yeah, again, it's our first short track of the season. Um, obviously, it's going to be well. I mean, look, we did see Phoenix, like you said, that's a mile. We did see the Bush Clash, which was a quarter of a mile. So um, you know, we definitely aren't seeing our first short track, but we're definitely seeing our first traditional short track. And Richmond, of course, is a beast like no other. Um, a lot of fun to be had on this track, especially given the fact that they were just on a three-mile track. Now you're going to bunch up all that aggression that we saw in Coda last week into uh, you know a fraction of what we saw the week before. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, Cody, this is one where you got to get your popcorn out because there was a lot of stuff happening last week that i f- i feel i can spill over into this week you know yeah there's some people pissed off at uh, some other
1: people so uh <laughs> potentially we could see the, some retaliations and whatnot this week it'll be interesting i mean th- that's been the topic since the race right was just lack of respect nobody had respect for each other uh and i think that to a degree that's just road course racing in, in nascar these days but some of those guys might hold on to those grudges and you might see uh, some favors repaid this week. That'll be interesting to to watch that storyline.
0: So, and really, let's talk about that too, because i've I've heard that thread going around, especially in the broadcasts, especially within the drivers. I mean, even Kyle Bush had said it too, as far as there's just no respect anymore for anybody. It's these guys are all out for themselves. And I mean, obviously there was a code of conduct in the days of Richard, in the days of Dale, in the days of Rusty, you know, all these guys that had this gentleman's agreement amongst themselves that there was a certain way that you raced, right? And there was a certain uh, path that you followed and and things you just didn't do. Now you're starting to see uh, uh, that sort of explanation expanding. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's a little bit more frayed around the edges than it ever used to be. But my question is... Well, one, why? But two, also, does this really impact the racing from a excitement standpoint and from a quality standpoint? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you feel like in that instance?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, the, the sport was kind of built on, you know, all these rivalries and stuff like that. And nowadays, it seems like we look at these rivalries as who wrecks each other, right, more so than anything. But that's not really how it was back in the day. I mean... Back in the day, drivers were dying on a fairly regular basis. And so these guys weren't wrecking each other on purpose because you wreck that guy and that might kill him. Like, it was that bad. And now drivers are still getting hurt these days and stuff. We see that as well. But these cars, knock on wood, have been a lot safer, you know, in the, over the past 20 years than they were prior to that. So I think that's maybe allowed them to get more comfortable with wrecking people on purpose um, and stuff. And I think there is there is that want for the rivalries and for that. I mean, even NASCAR today on their social media was, you know, tweeting out and on their app, they're putting out, you know, Daniel Suarez not happy with Ross Chastain and Alex Bowman. And at the time of recording this, there's not been a penalty, but I guarantee you later today or tomorrow, he's going to get penalized for that. And so it's like, even NASCAR speaks out of their mouth from both sides. I mean, all the tracks that NASCAR owns last week, were tweeting their park, uh, reserved, parking spots for josh williams and then nascar has to has to you know suspend him for a race so it's they kind of speak out of their mouth with both sides a little bit when it comes to that but yeah it it is a fine line and i think maybe we're kind of going through a period right now where we're going to see where that ends up getting settled at because uh some of these guys i mean denny hamlin's been very vocal about it like he's not going to put up with your shit and that's why he did what he did to to chastain a few weeks ago and so it's – yeah, I think that we're going to find somewhere maybe in the middle of of the old days and of how ridiculous it's got. But you go back and you look at road courses over the last few years and it's been the same thing. I mean, it, how many times do we see it? Watkins Glen going into that big turn one, Indy road course that turn one, Charlotte Roval, the entire field plowed into the into the barrier a couple years ago. Like it's just that way on road courses. So maybe to a degree they just – put it behind themselves and say that's just how road course racing is right now in this series it's going to be interesting to watch it going forward and see how the who take who decides oh, I'm fucking done with this and takes out somebody else or or where it goes from here
0: you know, and that's the thing, these cars are designed to go 180, 190 miles an hour and you're putting them in a course where they're going about 75. Like it is just a matter of who wants to play bumper cars the most cuz that car can go fast. <laughs> it can go fast yeah. and it can go where you want it, where you want it to go, but it's just how hard do you want to stick it and how much do you want to get in there? But there's going to be a lot of that going on on Richmond. I I'm telling you right now, you oh man with with anger that we saw last week there's got to be a lot of folks that are going to have to cool down uh, as they get bunched up again in this instance as well. Because, uh, again, this car's made to go 180, 190 miles an hour, and you're putting it on a track where you can't really stretch it out that much. Um, this is going to be crazy. Uh, they've been coming to Richmond since 1953. Cody and Lee Petty won the first race in his 53 Dodge. Uh, and, of course, the latest winners last season were Kevin Harvick in the fall. Denny Hamlin in the 2022 Toyota Owners 400. Uh go figure a Toyota winning a Toyota race. So uh maybe, maybe we'll be talking about that, huh?
1: This has been a Toyota dominated race track for a little while. So uh mm-hmm. we'll see. A couple things too before we get into it. The short track package that they used at Phoenix and they somewhat use at the road courses as well, back in action this weekend. Uh so it be the short two inch spoiler remove some of those panels and strakes from the underbody, uh, wet weather package will be in effect as of right now, 50% chance for some rain on fr- uh, Saturday rather. So maybe that'll come into play more in the Xfinity race, but it's there just in case, you know, in case the rain shifts. I mean, it, if weather's anything like it is here, it changes on a secondly basis more than even an hourly basis. It seems like, but, uh, but so just, uh, yeah, they'll have the wiper, they'll have the defogger, the mud flaps that uh, Zane Smith <laughs> caught on fire on his truck last week. Uh, pretty, pretty epic burnout there. But uh, all that stuff will be in uh, in play for this weekend if if needed. Uh, and then there's 37 entries for this race. Josh Berry again back in the nine car uh, as scheduled on on the non road course races until Chase Elliott comes back. Uh, Chandler Smith is the additional the open car back in the 13 car for Collig. Uh We saw him attempt to make the Daytona 500. He did not make that race, but uh he will be back in that. And Anthony Alfredo is going to be in the 78 again. So at least Chase Briscoe gets to beat BJ McLeod for a second week in a row. <laughs> since he's not in the field
0: Oh man, for Briscoe. Uh, hey, uh,
1: I don't know if you looked at the sheet yet, Rod, but we'll I did. I did. We'll, we'll talk, talk about it. Briscoe here in a bit.
0: Yes, we will. In fact, Uh and I know that we will because I'm <laughs> doing it. So, uh, all right. Listen. You want to get to some bets? I feel like we've. I feel like we should just get to some bets this week. I, yes. I cannot. One wait more to do thing, that. quick. We oh, did go get a, yes. a new
1: review on Apple Podcasts. So oh yes, give, please give a shout out here. Rod and Cody helped make my day at work go faster, and these guys are good. Hashtag beer don't. I have a feeling that could potentially be uh, our guy Rory, but shout out to him. BG underscore sixty nine. Very nice, nice uh, username there. So yes, uh, make sure you you're leaving your your ratings reviews for us. The bosses take notice of that. They thought that was a, was a pretty funny comment there with the, the beer don and all that fun stuff. So yes, leave those for us. We appreciate it. Shout out to you uh, for leaving that review. Thank you. Thank Glad you. we can, can make your workday a little better.
0: I, you know, and we're making every workday better. That's the thing. That's why I love it that we're doing five days a week because every workday gets to be spent with us and we get to talk to you guys and keep you company on a day where exactly. you're probably not and wanting
1: it. And shit, you know, when Rod's coming out sweeping the whole weekend, picking all three winners correctly makes your workday a little bit better. Even
0: so, even more so. Let's uh, let's let's go easy on that one. I could hit a cold streak just as easy as I could hit a hot streak. Uh, I've been known I've been known to cool off quite hey, quickly. You're so. on the hot streak right now. That's all that matters. That is true. That is true. So, um, all right. Well, let's continue that then, we'll go and hit some bets on the other side of the break. Let me not mute myself. Let's mute that. Step away for a second and talk about WinBet. It's like I've never done this before. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states that it's already active in. Be on the lookout now for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. During that WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And let's face it, who doesn't want that? March Madness is here, and there's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, for our true DGENs only out there, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. The same play-through winbet is available. If you are something has you know a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? What am I saying? Of course you are. You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. All you got to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golfparty. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. The Final Four watch party is going virtual so come hang out with the guys on the YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. There's live bets, prize giveaways and so much more. Subscribe now youtube.com/sportsgamblingpodcast and tune in on Saturday. I'm almost scared Cody to to go back to the well and start giving out bets because I feel like the bar's just been raised now and if I don't if I don't hit that then um, Oh, you know, pretty much I'm just done and you're going to find another co-host. So,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case ever. Rod And uh <laughs> no, man, you're, man, you're on fire right now. You've been hitting it. You went four for four. Well, I guess the F1 race was the previous week. Cause you hit the F1 race last, last time. F1 was out at plus 600. You swept the weekend, getting all three winners. Correct. This past weekend, got the great value on, uh, Tyler Reddick, at 10 to one early in the week. Back to doing early in the week again for the Cup Series this week. We uh, liked how that went. Got some really positive feedback on that last week. So, uh, you know, going to try it out again. And the books have been gracious enough to give us the Cup Series odds early as none of the other series are out yet, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, you're, you're on it
0: right now, and uh, I like it. I think what you guys don't realize is I keep Cody around for my boost of, of uh, you know, affirmation. I, I definitely, I definitely use him to pick me up on bad days.
1: Well, if I can't pick winners, Rod, I got to be good at something uh, to stay on here. <laughs> well,
0: according to some, you're good at kissing ass, but I'm just saying. Right.
1: Uh, so I've been told. Uh,
0: eh, whatever. All right. Well, let's pick some. Let's pick some bets, shall we?
1: Let's do it. I'm going to kick off with a matchup that I don't think deserves to be a matchup, uh, and I'm not really sure why it is. Alex Bowman versus Brad Keselowski. Come on, Rod. Alex Bowman versus you know that Alex Bowman was the points leader, got fined a 100 points, and he's already back to 16th in the standings. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't get it either. It's
1: uh, yeah, anyways. And Brad again has started the season great, it's been wonderful. So I'm taking Alex Bowman over Brad Keslowski, minus 120. You go back, you look at the fall race, Bowman didn't have a great race, he finished 20th, and Brad 15th. Maybe that's why this is how it is, but you go to the spring race and Bowman was eighth and Brad was 13. So again, they were close to each other. Um, but you go back to Phoenix a couple weeks ago, again, Phoenix, not completely comparable, but fairly comparable, similar in size. Uh, Richmond's a little more banked than, than Phoenix is, but I feel like that's the most a- accurate of what's going to be the most similar, right? It's the same package, same, similar style of track to, to a degree. Uh, we just saw it recently, a couple of weeks ago, We kind of know where everybody's at based on that, based on how the season's going so far. Alex Bowman has had a killer start to the season. He's been tearing it up week in and week out. Like I said, he was a points leader before the the penalties. He's all the way back up through the points already. It's been crazy, Um, but he's been consistently getting these good finishes, having these good runs. Again, being a little bit disrespected by the books. Love Brad Keselowski. We've bet on him. We've used him in DFS a lot. He's having a solid season so far, but He's not to the level of of, uh, Bowman. And and again, we saw it again last week at, at the road course, but Ford's, yes, Atlanta, Ford's were fast and Ford's finished well, but that's a super speedway. It's completely different. Throw that out in your mind because Ford's have lagged well behind the Chevrolets. This has been a Toyota track. We're going to talk about that a lot coming up in some of these bets. Toyota has really, really done well, really dominated here. And Kevin Harvick is the obvious exception to all Ford uh, downs, right? He's the uh, exception to Stuart Haas downs, the exception to Ford downs. The exception to everything is Kevin Harvick. But uh, Ford has struggled a little bit more, a lot more so far early in the season. So to me, this one's not even close. Alex Bowman over Brad Keselowski, uh, minus 120. I, I just feel like this is a very lopsided matchup.
0: Yeah, as much as I love Brad Kozowski, you know that I do, I, I and I have a soft spot for him. I just I can't do it in this instance because it is Alex Bowman. It is a short track. It is an opportunity for him to to sort of climb his way back in, and he needs to win, right? I mean, they need to win, so uh, I, I'm okay with picking him over Brad Kozowski, even though it hurts um, to, to see it, but... Yeah, I'll I'll take that as well. Um, All right, my next bet is to have two drivers inside the top five. Those two drivers are Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick. It's very difficult this week to stray away from the Toyota narrative. It really honestly is only because last season, right, or, or last season, a Toyota and a Ford won this race. But before that, it was Toyota and then a Ford and a Chevy, but Toyota, 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 and then another Ford and Chevy, but a Toyota and a Toyota. Like, there's lots of Toyotas that have won this race, namely Danny Hamlin, Martin Truex, uh, Martin Truex, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch. I mean, now obviously, Kyle Busch is is no longer in that Toyota, but Toyotas have done traditionally well on this track. Oh, hey, What's Tyler Reddick driving this time? Oh, yeah, he's driving a Toyota in this race. Now, as a Chevy driver, I'm going to contradict myself with stats and tell you that he hasn't been very good. In five starts in a, as a cup driver in a Chevy, he has no top 10s, no top 5s, and an average finish of 17.8. His best finish was the spring race of 2022, in which he finished in 12 I'm sorry, his, his best finish was in 2020, where he finished 11th. Uh, But he did finish 12th in 2022 in this spring race. But what have you done for me lately, Tyler Reddick? In a Toyota, no less. Oh, well, he won Coda last week, uh, starting second place in that race. He finished fifth in Atlanta, finished third in Phoenix. He's been on a three-race tear in which he has had top five finishes. So if you tell me that we're going to put him on a track uh, now on a hot streak in a short track... Um, in a in a manufacturer that has done traditionally well i think i'll take that nine ways to sunday i almost don't have to make a case for uh tyler reddick overall because again like i said he's just been fantastic this season short tracks in general 15 starts he's got two top tens and one top five again nothing to write home about but still this is a manufacturer in which he's dominating Christopher Bell, on the other hand, uh, done well on short tracks himself. In fifteen starts, he's got a win, five top fives, eight top tens. Uh, In Richmond, he's got three. He's got five total starts, right? And in five of those starts, he's got three top ten finishes. uh, Four top ten finishes, rather. A fourth place in twenty twenty one, a third place in twenty twenty one, a sixth place in twenty twenty two, and he finished runner up here after starting twenty first in the fall race of this dude's a top five machine here at this track uh and in the last several races in six races this season he's got three top five finishes and four top 10 finishes the only time he's really been bad was last week when he crashed out of coda and then in fontana when he crashed out as well so when he's finishing races he finished third at daytona fifth at vegas sixth at phoenix third in atlanta for both of these guys to finish inside the top five at plus five fifty, come on, man! Come on, man!
1: No, I, uh, I actually really, really love this bet. I'm going to talk about both these drivers in a little bit, so uh, I'll, I'll save my spiel on them for then. But yeah, I love both of these guys to finish in the top five. Fully endorse this one. All right, Rod. Next up for me, I am going to go to a group bet. And I am trying to scramble quickly and, and find that group bet again because I lost it. But I'm gonna take the group F. Chase Briscoe. <laughs> I he, again I have given this guy a lot of shit so far this season, but I feel like there is some value here. So Chase Briscoe is plus 420 to win this group. It's Brad Keslowski. I, I promise I'm not trying to pick on Brad, uh, but he's only plus 135. Chris Busher plus 220, Eric Almirola plus 380, and Chase Briscoe is plus 420. I can honestly make a case for any of these guys to finish good. Brad has had good finishes here, um, and and he's been running a lot better, right? RFK has some things figured out. Busher finished third here in the fall, so again, he's in this group. You, you got to give him props there. Eric Almirola, we always talk about him when it comes to short tracks and it comes to flat tracks but he's really struggled to start the season. Didn't see it so much at Phoenix with him. Uh, And then you get to the bottom of this list and Chase Briscoe's sitting here at plus 420. All he has to do is beat these other three guys, even though you can make a case for them. When it comes to this type of track, for whatever reason, Briscoe has been able to shine despite finishing only four spots better than B.J. McLeod in the two races before this one, when they came to Phoenix, Uh, Briscoe finished seventh here. He won last season in the spring race as well at Phoenix. Um, and then in the fall race, finished 23rd here, so not a great performance. But in the spring race, 11th again as well. So he's got the ability to run up front here. We know that Harvick is very good here and stewart Stuart Hoskar as well. Maybe they show up like they did at Phoenix. Maybe they don't struggle so much uh, on this type of track. Maybe this is just Briscoe's type of track. Uh, these are all Fords, so... Not a case where, you know, Toyota or Chevy maybe will have an advantage in this group. I just don't trust Eric Almirola right now. Maybe he'll bring it back to us again at some point on these shorter, flatter tracks, but he really let me down at Phoenix, and I just – he's had a real rough start to the season. Um, Busher and Kozlowski definitely have a chance to win this group, but at plus 420 when he only has to beat these three guys, I like it. This is also going to be a high tire wear track. There's going to be some strategy, um, and we saw. I think it was the fall race where, if it goes green for a while, that's when we're going to start seeing fuel mileage come into play. You can two stop, you can three stop. You know, I think the last stage was was you could two stop it or three stop it, and they really figured out that the time should be fairly similar. So depends which one you want to do when the caution flags fall, all this stuff. Um, so there could be a lot that goes into this race. Uh, but Chase Briscoe for me, at plus four twenty is just Too good a value for how he's performed lately on this style of track. Uh, I'll probably go back to fading him again next week just because I can. But, uh, But on this style of track, I will take Chase Briscoe in this specific matchup at plus 420.
0: Okay, you do that. Uh, Although it well, is
1: Bristol Dirt next week, so I might not fade him because yeah. he's pretty decent.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, actually that's true. So,
1: man, we might be on the Briscoe train two weeks in a row. Ooh, Watch out! I don't. We'll know. see how bad he burns me this week.
0: Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll talk about that one in a second. I, I mean, look, anything can happen, right? And I like the the value of Briscoe at plus four twenty. He has sort of been off to a bad. This is why you're getting him at good odds. Um, and all it takes is for one better finish than all those guys to turn that around. So. Um, not completely opposed to that, but I'll definitely make a, make a case for that one later on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and load up my first head-to-head. I'm going to take Daniel Suarez over Josh Berry at minus 120. Kind of an unpopular opinion. I know everybody loves Berry in that nine car, um, but unfortunately we haven't seen that nine car play exactly the same as we have. Now, granted, you know there was a lot of talk of that nine car last week on the road course, but obviously he got mixed in the mayhem. Un, just not necessarily as uh, experienced of a driver in, in stock cars, obviously, was Taylor than his his predecessor in Elliott. Barry, kind of the same instance, right? I mean, this is a short track, tra- uh, short track race with Cup cars, right? This isn't Xfinity. This isn't trucks for Barry. This is actually Cup. I, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to run. I don't know what he's going to be like on these short tracks. I know what he's like in other series on short tracks, but Um, I'm not necessarily sure what we're up against here a lot of beating a lot of banging no respect We talked about that before and when you're a rookie uh, In in these cars and in this series the way he is There's not going to be a lot of room given to you now Daniel Suarez has not necessarily done all that much better, but i'm not asking him to for an outstanding finish I'm, just asking him to finish better than uh, than barry and for Daniel Suarez, we've seen him run well. I mean, we've seen him run very well over the last few races. Now, the luck hasn't been there for him uh the, the rest of the season. He the over the last three races uh before Coda, he's 22nd in Phoenix, 29th in Atlanta and then 27th last week. So, again, it was all a lot of bad luck for for Suarez and now he's pissed. Now he's driving pretty mad um and and I think that there's going to be now Granted that also could lead to a lot of uh, mistakes from Daniel Suarez driving a little bit more pissed off. But all I'm saying is I, I will take the experience of the full-time Cup Series guy here over the young man. Uh, I say young, he's not necessarily all that young, but uh, young in the, young in the Cup series, anyways, Josh Barry, I just don't I just don't feel good about his chances of hanging with everybody um, with, with everything that's about to go on in this race.
1: Yeah. And Barry did finish 10th at Phoenix. So I looked hard at this matchup. I was about to go the same way you did. That kind of just talked me off of it just a little bit, but I agree on all the points you made and just the experience you can trust Suarez more. Um, And Suarez has been looking good to start the season. Again, the results haven't always been there, but we know he's been fast. He is pissed off now. Maybe he, he channels that inner madness and drives to a good finish and can top Barry here. And again, with the tire wear, having to manage that throughout the race, so many more things introduced at this track that, uh, again, Barry's an experienced driver, but not in the Cup Series, specifically not in this car, really, just a few starts he has this season. So um, I, I don't blame you for taking this one either. Next up, I'm going to take Bubba Wallace over Chris Busher. This is plus 120. I was a little bit on the fence here just because Busher is actually – been de- pretty decent at this track he finished third here in the fall um and, and so props to him for that Bubba, um he finished 13th here in the fall and 26th in the spring busher was 15th in the spring so not not great there so so busher actually won this head to head both times on this track last year but toyota on this track has been good toyota has been looking fairly strong much stronger i would say than ford has so far into this season Uh, Bubba Wallace has been really fast. There's multiple times and again, the last two weeks. It's hard to, to put those too much into because it's a road course because it's a super speedway, but you go back, and Bubba has had speed at multiple tracks. The results haven't been there. I know he's kicking himself right now. He made the comment about rookie mistakes and maybe he should be pulled out of the car and all that. If they can get Bubba to breathe, he is a very good driver on an extremely good team it's 2311 team is firing on all cylinders. They've had three different people win in that 45 car in the last year, less than a year. Three different people have won in that car number, and Bubba is one of those guys. And he's proven he can have speed. Toyotas can be fast. 2311 is coming off of Tyler Reddick just winning this past weekend. Things have been looking good in that camp. I trust that camp more than I trust the Ford more than I trust RFK. And the big part on this is you're getting plus money. It's plus 120. Um, the Busher side of this, I think, was juiced up at minus one. Oh, where'd it go? I lost it. But I think it was like minus 150 or something. It's it's definitely, I would not touch that side of it for sure. Um, and I just think that, let's see. It was here, minus this, 150. Yeah, minus 150, yeah. So no, thank you. This This to me is enough of a coin toss up that I'm not going to take the minus 150. Don't trust Ford other than Kevin Harvick. I'm gonna keep saying that because don't don't mistake that for for Kevin Harvick. But don't trust Ford as much. Love Toyota this weekend. I think we're going to see them continue to be fast. Um, and yeah, so so Bubba for me is the way to go on this one.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean again, it's Toyota over everybody this week. I think, and I, I'm gonna go with you on that one as well. Because again, Bubba's got to get out of his head. If he gets out of his head, he's a good driver and and he just needs to, you know, it's a lot like A.J. Almendinger, and that you've got to coach these guys to be a little less emotional, but not lose that edge. It's it's a weird, weird yeah. balance you gotta strike in that in that car and in that head. So Yeah, um, and then
1: back at Phoenix a couple weeks ago, Bubba 14th, Busher
0: 15th. So they did finish back to back, but
1: Bubba beat him. And again, Tyler Reddick in that race ended up finishing third. Uh, Brad Kozlowski was not, he was behind those guys. So it's not like, you know, RFK looked super strong that day. Whereas 2311 did look pretty strong, Bubba's result, not as good, but again, trusting the team more so than, uh, than the RFK camp. I
0: concur. Um, all right, well, I'm going to take, uh, two teammates. You already had made the case for Briscoe to win a group that had Almirola in it. Well, I'm actually going to argue the other way. I think Eric Almirola is going to end up being the faster of the two cars. And really, it's not so much that I think Almirola is the world's greatest driver, um, but I also know that on short tracks, he has been uh, very much more efficient than has Briscoe. <laughs> Almarola's made 74 short track starts in his career. That is just phenomenal. Um, he's got 19 top 10s and five top five finishes in those starts. Briscoe, not the biggest body of work on short tracks. He's made 10 short track starts in his career, but he's only got two top tens in those. You talked about Phoenix. That's not part of it, but Phoenix, he has uh, had a couple. He did win. He uh, he had two top five finishes and three top tens, but on traditional short tracks that we count as short tracks, he's only had two top ten finishes in those Briscoe, this CR, I mean, on Richmond Raceway itself, a uh, 23rd last season, an 11th the season before, 16th and 22nd for Briscoe uh, on Richmond. Whereas for Almirola, last season he finished 8th. In the spring, he finished 21st, so blah. Uh, 14th the, the year before that in the fall, a 6th place, an 8th place, a 16th, 23rd, a 5th. I mean, definitely a much better performer. Have we seen it this season? No, we have not seen it this season, unfortunately. For Almirola, it's been rough. Three uh, finishes of, of 30th or worse in the last three races. Four on the season. So, again, I contradict myself by saying Almarola has had crappy finishes this season. But, this is a different animal. This is a short track that he's had success on. This is a short track... That he's actually uh, managed to run well. He does run well on short tracks, better than Chase Briscoe. Um, but you know, for Chase Briscoe, it, it, it just it's been an okay season for him as far as not finishing too badly. He finished seventh, fifteenth, but then he's got a thirty fifth, twentieth, twenty uh, fourth, and a twenty eighth place finish. So he's had bad luck too. I just think Almarola will get the better of this one this week. Uh, like I said, he's got a little more little more success on short tracks. Than does Briscoe.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on his history for sure. He's always a guy I've come to big time when it's on shorter tracks, when it's on flatter tracks. But man, it's just, it's been rough going for Almirola so far. Again, you could bet both of these. You could bet Almirola on the one side and and Briscoe to win the group. And maybe, you know, if if Briscoe has a bad day, Almirola then wins the head to head. Maybe Briscoe beats him, but then he wins the group and you can pay either way. Um, so I don't hate that. I just, as much as I've given Briscoe shit, just because people were so high on him coming into the season, I do think he's had the better results. You specifically look at Phoenix, where Almirola was thirty third. Oof, that's uh, it. Just it, it yeah. It doesn't doesn't bode well for me as far as as having any trust or faith in Almirola, at least at this moment in time. Uh, next up for me, did it, Rod. Found a way to bet on my guy. I of course am the president of the Corey Lejoy Fan Club. I've got it. I, I was gonna save this for Talladega, but here's Corey Lejoy making his appearance over on the YouTube channel. Um, actually, found a group. Uh, man, I've been I've been wanting them to give us a group like this. Rod, give us a group of quote unquote backmarkers, not as good of cars, and you love to see it. So this group is Corey LaJoy. He is actually the lead man in the group at plus 110. Uh, Todd Gilland plus 220. Then it's Ty Dillon. <laughs> Ty Dillon. Uh, Anthony Alfredo. Uh, Cody Ware at plus 2,000. And J.J. Yaley at plus 2,000. In my opinion, this group is not even close. I don't generally take the favorite in a group. But in this case, Corey LaJoy, it's not even close. I mean, he's had a great start to the season. He found a way to finish 11th last weekend. Props to him. uh Fourth place at Atlanta. 26th at Phoenix. Again, you know, when you think of 26th place, like, yeah, but in the context of who these cars are, where they're at, that's really a, a great finish for them. 20th at Las Vegas. 14th at California. Uh, even 16th in the Daytona 500. So he has started the season off very, very strong, especially for this team. Um, and has just looked really good. They're technically in the playoffs right now, um, as crazy as that sounds. So, and you go back and you look at this race uh, earlier on, or the Phoenix race rather, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, like I said, Lejoy finished twenty sixth. Uh, Dylan was back in thirtieth. Uh, Gilliland was actually in the fifteen car. He will be back in the thirty eight. But Zane Smith in the thirty eight finished behind LaJoy. Uh, Gilliland in the fifteen finished behind Lejoy. Cody Ware finished 34th, um, and then Anthony Alfredo's in the BJ McLeod car that finished 36th. Uh, I mentioned Ty Dillon and JJ Yaley. He's going to be in the 15 car. He wasn't in the Phoenix race, but all those cars finished behind LaJoy at Phoenix just a couple of weeks ago. LaJoy, it's not even close, is the best driver in this group, uh, hands down. It's the, Again, I don't think that's even close. Uh, I think Gilliland is the one that's maybe in a better car, depending on the week. But he's not gotten the results like we've seen out of a guy like McDowell. And Front Row's even kind of been off to a slower start, again, in that Ford camp. So for me, Corey LaJoy to win Group D at plus 110 is the no brainer uh, this one. And again, I do love Corey LaJoy, yes, but I don't tend to take a favorite in a group just because I, you can find value farther down the field. But uh, for me, it's just it's so lopsided, even though these are a bunch of back marker cars. One of these back markers is clearly better than all the others. Uh, so Corey LaJoy, plus plus one hundred, or plus one ten. Well, actually, it j- it's moved since I wrote this down an hour ago. <laughs> it was at plus one ten. Now it's down to plus one hundred. So obviously, others agree with me.
0: Public betting Corey
1: Lejoy like it's going out of
0: style. Like, hey, yeah. listen, we need to contact uh, whatever sponsors he's got at Stacking Pennies, and we need to figure out how to get them on board because we're we're just as as Corey LaJoy heavy or as as anybody else at this point. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen. I'm going to go ahead and you talk about betting the favorite in in a instance where there's a bunch of drivers. It's not necessarily always the best, but when this is going to cash, it's going to be the best. And that's Kevin Harvick as the top Ford. He did it both times last season in in the on this track where he won and he finished in second place the week before that. But I mean, look, Kevin Harvick is a perennial top ten guy. 128. Short track starts in his career. Eight wins, seventy-one top tens, thirty-six top five finishes. Just incredible stats for Kevin Harvick. Obviously, the last two weeks have been rough. Crashed out of Atlanta, finished thirteenth at the uh, at Coda, but he did have a fifth place finish in Fontana, ninth place, fifth place in Phoenix. Uh, so you know, again, he's he's the perennial top ten car. You gotta love him here. And, again, given the fact that he did this last week, uh, or not last week, last time he was out both times, this is his last season. There's a lot of things going on for him. He's at plus 120 to be the best Ford. Joey Logano is behind him at plus 375. That just goes to show you how much the books feel that this is going to happen as well because there's a pretty decent gap between Logano. Blaney's at 375. Kozlowski's at 600. Bushers at 850. The only people that I see making a dent in this would be Joey Logano because Joey is the last person to have done it on this track, uh, finishing better than Kevin Harvick uh, it, it, as the top Ford. But other than that, it's really just been Kevin Harvick's world, and most of these other Fords are just trying to keep up with it. So I know it's not the sexiest of, of bets, but a plus-money bet on Kevin Harvick is a good one, especially as the top Ford here at plus-120.
1: Yeah, I I love. obviously we love Kevin Harvick every week, but especially with so much more at this type of track. Uh, You go back to Phoenix, right? Again, a similar track where he's now got 20 finishes in a row um, in the top 10. And and Blaney did beat him in that race, so I guess maybe keep an eye out on Blaney. But if you can trust Blaney and want to put your money on him, best luck to you because he's burned us way too many times. He's similar to Martin Truex Jr. is on the shit list of do it before i'm gonna trust in betting on you again um but kevin harvick on some books is actually the favorite to win this race rod uh he was 25 to one i believe when you hit him here in the fall to win uh but he finished top two in both of these races second place in the spring won the fall race he is good at this track he's great at this style of track uh so you got kevin harvick let's see on this one i'm seeing him as the co-second favorite at plus 600 then you got to scroll all the way down to ryan blaney at plus 1500 before you, and Joe is there at 1,500 as well, before you even see the next set of Fords. Again, I really, really think Ford is not going to be we- very good this weekend. And the always exception to that is Kevin Harvick could win this. I mean, he could dominate this race, be great. And we could still say Ford absolutely sucked this weekend because he could be the only Ford that's doing anything. Um, And so, yeah, again, generally we try to look for value you know or more value I guess you could say a bigger number on these top manufacturer bets but sometimes it's just so obvious that he's likely going to be the best car that how do you go against it uh, so a plus 120 I like it I'll be interested there's not top 10 odds out yet again we're recording this earlier on on a Tuesday than we have previously in the weeks before but, I don't know why there's not top 10 odds. we got everything else but those. I'll be interested to see where his top 10 odds are. Probably not going to be great since he is one of the favorites. Um, But if he's probably minus 180 or less, I would get down on the Kevin Harvick top 10, just a little heads up. So keep an eye on those. Obviously, if you're in the Discord, uh, we'll point that out when we see him, if if there is something good to grab there. But um, yeah, much like uh, uh, I said in the F1 show when we recorded that, Uh, if I could find a Max Verstappen bet I don't like, I'll let you know. If I could find a Kevin Harvick bet I don't (laughs) like, I'll let you know, Ron. And uh, don't hold your breath (laughs) because it won't go well.
0: (laughs) Not holding it at all. Not holding it at all.
1: All right. Well, all the Toyota love uh, accumulates and comes into play right here. Winning manufacturer, Toyota is plus 260. I do not understand these odds. Whoa, they moved. They're plus 275 now. Okay. We'll take that. That's even better. Uh, but if you look at this Chevy is plus plus one ten at the top, I I get it, right? Chevy's clearly been the best so far. They've got the Hendrick cars. They've got the track house cars. Uh, They're the best manufacturer so far into the season. It's not even a question. So I understand that Ford though at plus 200 other than on super speedways, what does Ford do to impress you that much? Fords that could, I mean, Chevrolet, Chevrolet drivers that could win this list, I can name you six, seven, eight different guys, right? You got Kyle Busch in that conversation as well. There's plenty of guys who could win in the Chevy camp. In the Ford camp, uh, Kevin Harvick obviously could win, Joey Logano could win, and Ryan Blaney, maybe, I guess. He hasn't won a points-paying race in two seasons almost at this point, so brad keselowski chris busher you're really starting to push it there and things probably have to fall way into place so i don't understand why ford is the second favorite on this but toyota then is at plus 275 toyota's won six of the last nine races here toyota consistently looks good at this track denny hamlin won this race in the spring um you go to the fall race and that was kevin harvick winning but christopher bell right there in second denny hamlin Right there in fourth, even Martin Truex in his retirement season, seventh place finish in that race, Uh, and then you go back to the spring race. Like I said, Denny Hamlin wins, Truex again in fourth. I don't think either of us are talking about Truex. I haven't looked fully ahead at all your bets, but again, I don't trust him. But he's in that Toyota camp, so this would be a way to hedge on not having to bet on him. Christopher Bell again sixth place. So Toyota has just traditionally owned this track in always been good here um and then even if you go back to phoenix a couple weeks ago reddick in fifth or third rather christopher bell in sixth place so toyota's performed well enough that again we've pointed this out before even though chevrolet yes should be the favorite they've got the most drivers that could win this race for sure there's still five different i mean you could make a case for you could make a case for all six guys in the toyota camp i would say four or five that have a real Real legit chance at probably winning this type of race uh but at plus 275 it just they shouldn't be that much of the third manufacturer on this list for sure so uh plus 275 for toyota to win the race i'll take that and then again if the guy you specifically bet to win this is up there or if you you know if you bet want to bet on a couple of chevys to win this race hedging with any of the toyota drivers to win is a nice way to do it as well or if you have a toyota guy you bet on you could either double dip or if a different Toyota guy ends up taking it over, if it is a Martin Truex who you refuse to bet on, then then you can still cash that bet with this type of, of, or you can still, yeah,
0: whatever I'm trying to say,
1: you can cash this with that type of bet as well.
0: (laughs) Uh, You're just saying bet on Toyota to win because it's a damn good bet. I, and I agree with you on that. all that to say that I, I just, I agree with you on that one. And we talked about uh, Toyotas anyways. And, and honestly, I'll get to those in a second uh, I have two of them in my next bet, actually, and that's the winning car number between 10 and 19. You're getting this at plus 260. Uh, there are some very unappealing names in the middle of this list. Uh, begins with Eric Almarola. we talked about it, probably not going to win this race. He isn't a Ford, but there is Denny Hamlin. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, Ryan Blaney, who, again, we talked about, can't really do it. That's where the, all the stuff, but, but it does.
1: Again, another way to hedge. Ryan Blaney could win this. I mean... He's good enough, and in a good enough car, he could win this type of race. You don't want to bet on him, but this type of bet would cover you for him. He would, too, in
0: fact. Uh, But really, it's bookended by Hamlin in 11th and Truex in 19th, in the the 19 car. And for as much as Truex has been retired, the dude still wins quite a bit at this track. He won in 2019 in both of the races uh, and then won again in 2021. Yeah, I know he's retired, but... You know, whatever, he can win and he could pop up and win a race out of nowhere. And I think that's gonna cover you if he does. He isn't a Toyota. He isn't a Gibbs car. Like I'm just saying, it, it there's a possibility to be there and at plus two sixty to have both Hamlin and Truex in this uh in this race, I like it. And then of course, like we said, you know, Blaney could accidentally win this race, Briscoe could accidentally win this race, um, AJ Almendinger could accidentally win this race. I mean there's a lot of possibilities. I said, accidentally the whole field Chandler could, Smith
1: out. could accidentally win this race. Yeah. I mean, maybe, that's, maybe not.
0: that's not necessarily <laughs> going to happen, but Eric Almirola <laughs> could have a, a real big accident, <laughs> have a big win and, and, and get there. Do you know, again, it's just a matter of, uh, I think that the two strongest horses in this one are obviously the two Toyotas. And if I'm going to get two Toyotas in a field at plus money, um, I'll take that as well.
1: Yeah. I like this one. Uh, yeah. And it gives you coverage again on some of these other guys. Busher finished third here last season. Uh, so, so there is, there is plenty of guys in this group. Uh, and then specifically, obviously the 11 car and the 19 car, uh, the guys you're looking at true X, I, I don't want to mention it. He is plus 850. He's, he's been very good at this track. We saw him win the clash to call. See him. It's hard to compare to that track to anywhere, but it is a shorter track and he looked good there. We do think it is maybe a new true X this season compared to some of the previous seasons. I don't trust him enough to bet on him, but both of these bets are ways to, bet on him without betting on him so uh he is a guy you know as you go through your week and you you make your bets and you make your fantasy lineups and dfs lineups he is a guy to keep an eye on for sure we don't necessarily trust him just enough yet to want to pick him to win but he is a guy who, who should be noted
0: i like that it's a way to bet on him without betting on him just just uh, sprinkle exactly. something so um all right Speaking of winning, we'll get to that. After the break, we'll lay out our winners for the Toyota Owners 400 from the Richmond Waste... 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 Go to the break, Rod. Go to the break. Let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness college pick It's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket has been busted since the moment you filled it out. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. If you're watching us on YouTube, hi. Thanks so much for doing so. We've seen the numbers begin to grow, and you guys have started to uh, flock more and more to YouTube, to which we say thank you. Continue to do so. Hit the subscribe button, hit those likes, leave us some comments, ring the bell, do what it takes to keep us smiling at you on YouTube. Or if you want to listen to us OG and not look at our faces, I recommend it. It's just me. But, you know, uh, make sure to subscribe on whatever favorite podcast app that you have as well. We haven't forgot about you, OG listeners. We love you as well. All right, Cody, people have to win this race. I say it every week. I mean it every week. We're going to tell you who we think are going to be the winners of this race uh, at the end of the day. So, Cody, who do you got?
1: Well, Rod, as you can see by my uh, section in the the document here, I put the uh, bet all these guys to finish in second place section of the (laughs) the program because I have been really good at picking the second place finisher (laughs) for about most of the season. Luckily, Rod has been there to save the day with the winners lately. But these are the guys, and, of course, I logged into this. Rod beat me to it. The one guy I wanted to pick was already taken. So likely he'll be the winner, and these one of these guys will finish second. Maybe they'll finish second, third, and fourth like they did last week. But uh, I'm going to start with Christopher Bell, plus 750. Again, the Toyota train, we've been on it. They've got the track history here. He finished; He's finished well here. Um, you go back to the spring race last season, and he finished in sixth place. You go to the fall race, and he was in second place behind Kevin Harvick. You go back to the Phoenix race a couple of weeks ago. Christopher Bell, again, in sixth place. Won at New Hampshire last season. Again, the shorter, flatter tracks, a guy that we continuously bring up. He's looked pretty good to start the season, uh, specifically a couple weeks ago at Phoenix. Uh, And he's just a guy that I really, really like at this type of track. Again, Toyota dominated. Toyota's won six of the last nine races here. And Christopher Bell going to be the guy that I'm going to put at the top of the board for me. Just I trust him more than a guy like Martin Truex Jr. The other Toyota guy I wanted, Rod stole. so Man. we'll talk about him in a few. Uh, <laughs> uh I put Tyler Reddick in here, plus 1,800. He doesn't necessarily have the best track history here, and so a lot of people will ding him for that, but he just won last weekend, so if you believe in momentum, which I do, I get it's a different style of track. It's all that stuff, but we have seen Tyler Reddick go on a run. He did it last season, right? He finally got that first win, and then he ends up having three wins, and, and should have had four wins, you know, including that Bristol dirt race earlier on. So he, he ran well in the Chevrolet in the eight car last season. Now we're at a track where it's Toyota is very good at, um, and and Tyler is one of the better drivers. I mean, just raw talent wise, I'm putting him up there in the the probably Mount Rushmore of the guys in the series right now, I think he is that good. Um, and we're going to continue to see the fruits of that labor going forward. He finished third at Phoenix a few weeks ago. So even though the track history, maybe not the greatest here, um, he just did it at a similar track a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, and for the guy that just won last week, I get it's a different style of track, but at 18 to one, it's just, it's too good of a price to pass up for a guy who's proven in equipment that's proven it can win on a track that the manufacturer has proven they can win. It all lines up. And then again, I I said this earlier in the season, but if Alex Bowman shows up at 20 to one or more, I am auto betting him anywhere, everywhere all the time. I think I've given him out a 20 to one, two or three times so far this season. And each time he's finished in the top five, he is a good driver. Like I just said, he was leading the points before the penalty and then he's still back up in the playoffs, without you know after the penalty and and working his way back up in there. So at twenty to one, it's just it's an auto bet for me. I uh, didn't have the greatest day at Phoenix. Uh, he was kind of running up there for a little bit. Finished ninth place. Not a not a horrible day by any means. Um, he has won here before, I believe it was twenty twenty one when he was in victory lane. Yes, uh, the spring race in twenty twenty one uh Alex Bowman won this race um in overtime but again he won it right i think this was this was one of those uh, backed into the win events that uh, that Kyle Busch was talking about but he can get it done i think William Byron is a guy we didn't mention he'll likely be fast he's been fucking fast everywhere this season right um and he's at the top of the odds board maybe just too far up there to feel comfortable betting on him and Kyle Larson's good everywhere, even though he doesn't have the best track history here either. Um, But I think that Alex Bowman is in elite equipment, and he can put himself in position to be up there. He's very good at the overtime wins. Maybe this is me hedging on my overtime losses so far this season, right? He's good at snagging those, quote-unquote, backing into the wins. So I like Alex Bowman. Uh, And again, it's just an auto bet at 20 to 1. It's too good of odds for as good of a driver as he is
0: in as good of a car as he's in he shouldn't be this far down on the board and and i i can't not take him no, I mean, I can't argue with all those guys and their second-place finishes this week, uh, definitely. Look, I did entertain the thought of Reddick, and I really, at 18-1, to 1, I very much do like that. Momentum is is huge. Um, I know that there's talk in the Discord channel about, uh, I think Thugger alluded to the fact that momentum is is a big part of this, and yes. it obviously is, so yep. um, can't fault you on a Reddick bet. Uh, I was almost there, too. But, as Cody pretty much pointed out, this thought is not original. There will be many, many people talking about Denny Hamlin this week. I am not by any stretch of the imagination picking somebody that, that we're going to catch the receipt on and go, oh, my God, I can't believe you picked Hamlin. Uh, of course I'm going to pick Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. But he's, as he's, it,
1: he should probably be the favorite, and he's not.
0: No, I was going to say, he's 8-1 right now. 8-1. Yeah. William Byron is at 550, uh, plus 550. Kyle Larson is at plus 600. I don't know. Kevin Harvick's at plus 600. Christopher Bell's at plus 750. And then there's Denny Hamlin at plus 800 so this is an instance where you need to get on this as soon as you listen to this podcast i don't know that it'll stay at plus 800 i mean look you'll hear other people talk about denny hamlin all week long his average finish here on this track alone in 32 starts 8.4 32 starts the dude averages a 10th play or at least inside the top 10 finish Four wins on this track. Granted, three of them came a while back, but he did have a win in the 2022 season. He won this race last year. Finished fourth in the fall as well. 21 top 10, 17 top fives. It's just, the list goes on. 2,135 laps that he's led. In the three of the four races that he's run, he led 207 laps in the 2020, 2021 race uh, spring here where he finished in second place. 197 laps he led in the 2021 fall race where he finished second. He only led five laps in the race that he won and 22 laps in a fourth place finish in the fall. Denny Hamlin's just freaking, he cements his name in this track. There's just nobody. He's led the most tra- most laps uh, than act- most of the other of active Holy cow. He has led the most laps of all the active drivers out there. We're 58 minutes of this and I've forgotten how to actually speak words. But
1: Well, in our defense, we did the F1 show before this.
0: We so. sure did. We sure did. We've been talking for a while. <laughs> we've been talking for which is why I can't say laps led. But he's the active laps led leader, right? And it's just Denny Hamlin, you're gonna hear his name all weekend long for good reason. But we're telling you now at eight to one, please pounce on that because it probably won't be there very much longer. He's probably going to end up winning this race. It has not. It's been a yo-yo season for him, right? A couple of six-place finishes, a rough finish in Phoenix. But, I mean, listen, he's trying, right? And as a Toyota is going to win this race, I feel like it's going to be Hamlin.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. Like I said, I was going to pick him. He's a guy I just, early on in the week, it's like he's a guy I trust here maybe more than anyone else. Uh, th- this is, I think, going to be a good race. The spring race here was sort of boring a lot of fall of the leader, but they worked on that short track package and things got better in the fall race. I think some strategy is going to come into play. I do think maybe this week more so than any week we've seen lately. There's a lot of guys that could win this race. Uh, like I talked about William Byron, he's been fast every week, Kyle Larson and shout out to thugger in the, the discord. He was wondering why Larson was maybe one of the favorites. I argued why I think Larson should be a favorite, but I will say I'm not, he's not worth betting on to me this week. Just for the record, uh, for anybody that, that saw that conversation there. I think he should be a favorite because if he isn't, the books are going to get hammered on him. But I, I don't think he's going to get it done. Kevin Harvick obviously can win. Christopher Bell, Benny Hamlin who made the cases. Martin Tricks Jr., great history here. Kyle Busch, so hard to pass up on him, 10-1, to 1. Rod. Woof. I thought about it hard, but he's done it here before. Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Tyler Reddick could get it done. Ross Chastain, he's at 17-1. to 1. There's so many guys that you can make a solid case for this weekend to win this race. I think more so than any of the other tracks we've been to lately where it seemed like the favorites were more clear cut. Uh, So I think we're in for a good one. I think this is going to be going to be a strong weekend and exciting race.
0: I agree. All right. Well, let's put a pin in this, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow when we start breaking down uh, either the trucks or the Xfinity, whatever they give us odds for next. But uh, we'll definitely wrap up this Toyota Owners 400 episode. Cody, as we do, let everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yep. You can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube. Click the bell. been doing the race recap shows live, interacting with everybody. That's been fun. So check us out over there. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. That's also going to make a surprise uh, appearance on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast YouTube. And uh, it's got its own podcast feed, of course.
0: Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, the back road on Thursday. Catch us there. Till tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Let's go racing and let it ride.